This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 147. And the quote of the day is from Winston Churchill, who said, Never, never, never give up. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers and industry professionals. Information, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here with another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast, and I'm feeling good. I'm uh, getting ready to head to L.A. I'll be out there for about for about two weeks, heading out to do some stuff at Drum Channel. I'll be out there for NAM. I'll be out there kicking it. So if any of you guys are in the L.A. area, or if you're at NAM or you're planning on being at NAM, uh, there's going to be more podcasts before NAM. But uh, if you're going to be out there, shoot me a message uh, or just email me, nick at drummersresource.com. Maybe we can connect while I'm out there. That'd be super cool. Uh, also, two things I want to hit you to real quick. One, uh, I'm stepping up my game on Snapchat. I don't know how many of you are on there, but if you are, hit me up. I'm on I'm at drummers are source uh the same handle as my twitter handle because they only allow 15 characters on snapchat and drummers resource is 16 characters so what are you gonna do but i'm on i'm on there at uh drummers are source a second thing uh, with drummers resource pro this friday i have a live masterclass q a with jason aldean's rich redmond so we're going to be talking a lot about his uh his crash course for success and about about how he developed his entire career uh through these through these things of 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 his crash acronym uh which you can you can check out a little bit more about but we're going to be getting in deep with that this Friday with the live Q&A masterclass. So you can head over to Drummer's Resource Pro dot com to join up for that and then you'll be able to chime in ask your questions and uh, really interact with which should be with Rich can't talk today for some reason uh, which will be Super cool. So let's get into the episode. This is another Ask Rafini episode. These are questions that were submitted via email. I have so many emails that or so many questions that come through uh, through the email. So I want to start to get to them. And like I said before, there's no point in me just responding to the one email. I'd rather get them on the podcast uh, so that so that a lot of people can benefit from the question and the answer. Also, on my flight out to LA next Sunday, I'm going to respond to every single email that was sent to me. So there was 6,000 or 6,000, there's six hours of flight time. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get to every single one of those emails. So if I haven't emailed you back yet, the email's coming. So keep an eye on that and let's get into the first question. Matt asked, what are some of your recommendations for soloing over medium, medium, slow swing tunes? I played a gig the other day and soloed over a couple of the tunes with those tempos and I could not get the grooves groove or the solos grooving. Hoping you could guide me to your favorite tunes in those tempos so I can steal some ideas. Thanks, Matt. Well, here's my take on soloing, and this doesn't, I'm going to get more general on this question, reason being because this doesn't pertain to just slow tempo tunes or medium tempo tunes or up tempo tunes. Uh, When it comes to soloing, you got to be thinking about the melody. Everything stems from the melody. So rather than taking a tune and saying, okay, I'm going to play all these unrelated licks 
over top of this tune. Whatever tune you're playing, you have to be soloing in the melody. So one of the exercises, and I've talked about this a little bit before, but one of the exercises is taking something really simple like Mary Had a Little Lamb or Take Me Out to the Ball Game or something like that, and just playing that solo or playing that melody around the kit. Maybe you start on the snare drum and you just play the melody of the of the song. So if you have Mary Had a Little Lamb, just playing dot 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 right and you start out pretty slow but as you the reason why i say to start out with tunes like that is because you don't have to think about the melody because you already know the melody you've memorized that melody everybody knows the melody uh versus taking a tune like you know take the a train which is a lot harder of a melody to to memorize and solo over so i want i want you to start slow with this and start small with this so take something like mary had a little lamb and then start playing that pattern around the kit a little bit so you're playing you know dot 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 but you're playing it you know around the kit with the kick and the snare and the hi-hat and stuff like that so you're getting like and then you can start from there you can start subdividing the melody and things like that so then your solo is based off the melody which is what it should be in the first place so if you take uh if you watch you know a video of anybody soloing uh like max roach or or buddy rich or or you know steve gadd or steve gadd especially because he's really deliberate about it uh elvin jones if you look at those guys they're they're not just playing a combination of a ton of licks that they know they're playing the melody and they're actually they're accenting the melody and they're implying the melody and and that's something that you need to uh think about i also did a podcast about this more about learning melodies of tunes and learning forms of songs but if you know the form of the song and you know the melody of the song then that will dictate the stuff that you play and the stuff that you play for solos so with you i would take some of the slower questions or questions geez i would take some of the slower tunes learn the melody just the melody itself and try playing the melody on the snare and then start moving that around the kit and then you'll get a ton of ideas coming from there and and i think that'll help you solo a lot so when you're thinking about soloing make sure you're you're considering melody and not just playing a bunch of licks hope that helps let's go to the next question Tim asks, I need to get tips on how to get the most out of my practice time. I don't have a very good system, mostly just messing around on the kit. What I lack most is in utilizing the rudiments into my playing. So two things. Uh, we've, uh, you know, I've talked a lot about, about practicing and about effective practicing. And I have some interviews uh, with Benny Greb that are really good about effective practicing. And you know, I talked to Jojo Mayer about it. And years ago, I had a conversation with Jojo Mayer about it. And, and he, he gave me sort of these 10 core principles or eight core principles of, of practicing and, and effective practice, which I'll put a, I'll, I'll list them in the show notes. Uh, there's, there's 10 of them, which are really good, but the one mistake that I see most with people with, with effective practicing is they don't have an outcome. They don't have a goal. They just say, I'm going to go in and I'm going to work on this thing for, you know, a half hour and I never really know if I'm getting anywhere with it or, or, or if I'm succeeding at it and what the, what the defined success is of 
you know, of your practice routine. So a couple of things to think about when you go in there. One, what is the goal? What are you practicing for? Are you trying to, you know, be able to play this type of groove fluidly or are you trying to get this thing up to a certain amount, you know, certain BPMs or, or whatever the, whatever the case is, you got to be cognizant of the goal. Also, one of the things that Benny Greb pointed out was filming yourself and watching it later so you can watch the progress that you make. So, so that you can really tell if you're making progress or not. If it's a non-tempo related thing, it might be a feel thing or something like that. And if you practice it for six months, it may still feel like it sounds like crap, but then you watch it and you say, oh, this is actually, this is actually a lot better than it used to be. So when you're, when you're going into your practice routine, for me, one, I, you know, I always want to make sure that I know what I'm going in there for. And another thing I do is I make sure that I'm actually spending time practicing. So people are like, oh, I spent time six, I, I practiced for six hours. And really, they practiced for an hour because it wasn't deliberate practice. You play this lick for 30 seconds and then you play a groove and then you try the lick inside the groove and then you get a text message and then you jump on Facebook and then you take a selfie of yourself and you say, I'm working hard in the practice room and then you put it on Instagram. And all this time, you're not actually practicing, you're just in the practice room and you're kind of sort of maybe playing a little bit on the kit. Kind of. So uh, make sure that you're actually practicing and you're practicing deliberate practice. So turn your cell phone off, you know, don't answer your phone, whatever it is, whatever you got to do to make sure you're practicing. And another thing, this is a, this was huge for me. I learned this years ago is not trying to learn everything all the time. So I started taking like three things and really diving into those things, which was funny because Benny Greb brought this up in the podcast, uh, which I'll link to in the show notes uh, about you know, practicing a a few things and making sure that they're good and then moving on to the next. So for me, I would always work on, I always worked on technique. I always worked on feel and I always worked on musicality styles kind of things. So I would say if I had an hour, I would say, okay, I'm going to spend 15 minutes on technique. I'm going to spend 15 minutes on this groove thing. And then I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to work on some styles or something like that, or a style, I should say, because I would always say, all right, I'm going to work on salsa until I can play salsa. And then I'm going to work on swing until I can do that. And then, you know, so a lot of times people jump from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, and then effectively get nothing done. So, uh, I would suggest that narrowing your focus saying, okay, I'm going to work on these three things until I get them down. And then I'm going to move on to the next thing and move on to the next thing. And I would rather master a few things than be sort of kind of okay at a hundred things. So just keep that in mind. Am I practicing this to master it or am I just kind of going through the motions to kind of sort of be like, yeah, I guess I can kind of play this and then moving on to the next thing. So uh, I hope that helps with the, with the practice. If you have any questions with it, you know, email me Nick at drummersresource.com and let's get into the next question. This message is from Katie who said, my biggest struggle with drumming is finding time to practice. Working full time plus it seems that I always am pushing my practice time off my schedule. Well, Katie, I think there's a couple things to think to keep in mind with practice time. One, if you wanted to practice, you would find the time to do it. So I'm going to let that one sink in there for a minute. Now, so that being said, that's kind of a harsh answer but but it's the truth if you if you really really want to practice you'll find the time to do it now 
Okay, let's say you, you're like, okay, I, I, I do want to do this now. Now, the next thing is developing the habit of practicing, right? So if you have, if you're currently not practicing or you're practicing once a week or something like that, I don't want you to make the mistake that a lot of people make and say, all right, starting on Monday, I'm going to practice three hours a day and, and I'm going to do that five days a week and it's going to be awesome because guess what? It's not going to be awesome. It's going to be horrible because you're going to do it for three days and then you're going to stop doing it because you haven't developed that habit of practicing three hours a day. So here's what I suggest and I do this a lot with my, with my coaching clients and I do this a lot with students or I did this a lot with students years ago and this is really a habit formation trick, not necessarily for practicing, but... If you if you want to start developing the habit of practicing, start practicing five minutes every single day. Five minutes. That's it. Everybody has five minutes. If you don't have five minutes in your schedule, you need to really reevaluate your schedule. So if that means, you know, getting up a few minutes early or going to bed a few minutes later or, you know, taking five minutes off of watching a television station and I'll say or a television show, I'll say this. If you are caught up on a television show that's your favorite television show and you're saying you don't have time to practice, then I think that's just an excuse. But that's just not to be harsh. I'm just, you know, I, I, I want to be honest with you here. So uh, I would try to develop the habit of saying, okay, I mean, if your schedule is really, really packed and you're like, I don't have a second to think, then, okay, let's build this at five minutes and then get it from there. So after, you know, two weeks of doing it five minutes a day, try to go to 10 minutes a day, then try to go to 15 minutes a day, then try to go to 20 minutes a day. And this may take you six months to get there, but that's fine. It's the same principle that I use when I started going to the gym. I was like, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go and touch the handle. And then after that, it was like, all right, I'm going to go for five minutes. That's it. So it doesn't, you can practice longer than five minutes every day, but it has to be a minimum of five minutes because you hold it over your head. I'm guessing of saying, Oh, I got to get this hour in, or I got to get this two hours in, or I got to get this three hours in, and I don't have this three hours and I'm not, so I'm not going to practice at all. But what that results in is you doing zero practicing rather than five minutes every day or 10 minutes every day or 15 minutes every day. So start to develop the habit slowly. Give yourself a chance to learn the habit. Give yourself a chance to get acclimated to practicing every single day and, you know, give yourself the chance to succeed. Don't just dive in and think that you're going to start practicing, you know, 10 hours a week when you're only practicing 20 minutes a week now. So you got to be a little bit realistic. I'm all about lofty goals, but like, they got to be at least, you know, you got to at least set yourself up for success. So Katie, I, I hope that helps. And uh, let's get into the next question. This question comes from Krause, who said one obvious problem is hand foot independence. And the other one is hand technique. As soon as I try to accelerate, the rhythm goes away. Well, I'm guessing that you're not practicing, no pun intended, patience. And patience is a huge thing with, well, with life, but with practice because it happens to all of us. We, we learn this lick and then we want to take it from zero to 120 beats a minute in five minutes. And, and that it happens all the time and I see it all the time and people ask me about it all the time. So the thing that you have to realize is that this is you know, this is muscle memory. This is a pattern. This is something that you need to slowly learn. So my suggestion is this one, don't have the microwave mentality. Don't, don't think that you have to learn this and, and accelerate quickly, uh, because 
you're only you're only hurting yourself. It's a lot easier to learn it really, really slow, and the speed will naturally come. It reminds me of the quote that Stanton Moore said was, practice slow, learn fast. So the slower you practice, the faster you're going to learn it. And when I say learn it, your body is going to learn it, not just your brain, your body, your muscles. You know, you're going to learn how to actually play this pattern. So I'm a big fan of ramping up slowly. So if you start to learn a pattern, don't if you got it at 30 beats a minute. First of all, I, I want to know where you're starting too, because I would be starting at you know 30, 40, 50 beats a minute. You got to start really agonizingly slow. But then from there, you want to build it. You want to go from you know 40 beats a minute to 42 beats a minute then to 44 beats a minute, then to 50 beats a minute, then to 52, 54, 56, 58, 60, 62, 65, 67, 70. You guys didn't think I was going to go that long, did you? But I'm trying to really, really drive it home that like it's got to be small incremental steps every single part of the way. You can't go from 60 to 80 to 120. Of course, it's going to fall apart. It's just, it's not going to work. It's like getting, it's, it's like weightlifting and you get on the bench and you say, okay, I just lifted uh, 80 pounds. Yeah. Let's put another hundred on there. So now it's 180 and maybe you get one of those and you say, okay, let me, let's put another 300 on there. Well, you're not going to be able to lift it because you haven't gradually increased to that. So you have to gradually increase your speed. Don't try to overextend yourself or, and don't try to like, don't try to rush it. Let it happen naturally, slowly progress into these into these faster speeds so Krause, i hope that helps i thank everybody for submitting questions if you have questions please either submit them at questions at drummersresource.com or you can hit me up on twitter or on instagram or, or anywhere else just use the hashtag ask Ruffini, r-u-f-f-i-n-i so that way i can find it really easily uh in twitter especially or you know uh, Instagram. Send me somebody asked me a question on Instagram. I want somebody to film a video asking me the question on Instagram and tagging me in it. That'd be that'd be awesome. So again, questions at drummersresource.com or use the hashtag AskRafini. Don't forget, sign up for the Rich Redmond Masterclass QA next Friday. Uh, you can do that right at drummersresourcepro.com and check me out on Snapchat. I'm doing a lot of stuff on Snapchat. I'm going to be chronicling the whole trip out to LA, uh, all the behind the scenes stuff at Drum Channel and at NAM, and and all kinds of cool stuff happening there. So I'm at Drummers R Source on Snapchat. And again, thanks for the questions. I hope to see a lot more of them, and I hope to get to you soon. So until the next podcast, keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon on Snapchat. Peace.